0: Hi, everybody. Dennis Prager with the Fireside Chat, the Fireside, the Chat, Otto, my wonderful bulldog. And hello to all of you. Since I last did a Fireside Chat, I had COVID. Undoubtedly, many of you know that. Since I have learned that I trended on Twitter, there was a major article attacking me in the Washington Post and a whole host of other left-wing sites. And I was the object of many people's desire that I drop dead, hopefully painfully. And I, I have a lot to say about this, this whole thing. What, what started it was that I had said on my radio show, as soon as I got back after three days off, and I had, I had minimal repercussions from the COVID, I had chills, I didn't even have fever. And I had a cough and uh, I slept a lot. That was, that was the entirety of my COVID. I've, I've had flu in the past, which was much, much worse and much more uncomfortable. So what I said was that I believe in therapeutics because I follow science. I don't follow the New York Times. I don't follow CNN. I follow science. If you think CNN and the New York Times and Washington Post and LA Times and NPR are science, then there's really little for us to talk about. They lie a great deal. They lie in the name of what they believe uh, to be their great causes, whatever those causes might be. America is a systemically racist society, is a gigantic lie. It is one of the greatest lies in the history of any nation and yet all of the sources that I just mentioned to you say it every time and they allow no one on who differs, no one, because the left has never allowed for dissent, never in the history of the left. Liberals allow dissent, conservatives allow dissent, but the left does not allow dissent. Have you read any article on behalf of Therapeutics in the New York Times? If you did, please send me a copy because I obviously missed it on CNN or any of the others. Chris Cuomo mocked me on CNN, said that what I said was to garner attention, which is a joke since I have so much more attention than he has. The last thing I need is more attention. We have a billion views a year at uh, at PragerU. How many do they? How many does Chris Cuomo have? I have a tremendous number of people just watching this. Uh, this fireside chat each week. I have never sought attention in my life. And it's pretty clear to every one of you who watches me, you know that. That is not my intent. My intent is to influence people to be better human beings. I have very corny concerns in life. They're all about goodness. So now back to what I said. What I said was, since I do believe in therapeutics, in other words, that there are things people can take. I can't even mention them because then, then Facebook will take this down. That's the irony. One of them is called a horse dewormer, even though it was created for human beings, not horses, and the inventor was given a Nobel Prize in medicine. It's an extremely wonderful, safe drug. And I have been taking a number of them the entire time, and I have announced it because I believe that should I get COVID, they will in fact minimize my, uh, the seriousness of my COVID, which is exactly what they did, and prevent me from being hospitalized or in any other way seriously ill, which is exactly what happened in my life. So I mentioned that for a year and a half, I hugged thousands of people. And I said in the hope that, this was on my radio show, that I would get it and then I would uh, I would, in fact, by having it, I would be, uh, I would have the best possible immunity, natural immunity. What I should have said was I hugged thousands of people knowing that I was protected. That's the way I should have put it. I didn't put it that way. On radio, you're very spontaneous. And the truth is, I was not worried about getting COVID because I know the science of the, of, the, of the drugs that I was taking. And I also knew later on, much later on, that you could get monoclonal infusion, a Regeneron, and I got that as well. And I was minimally ill. I missed three days of broadcasting. And I probably could have broadcast all three days, but I decided to sleep in. That was the entirety of the extent of my COVID. So I have been mocked uh, constantly because if you go against anything that is said by the left, whether it is about race or America or religion or schooling or a COVID they shut you down, but first they mock you. Now, can you imagine me wanting somebody I differed with to drop dead? Do I want people who are against therapeutics to die? Of course not. It wouldn't occur to me. Who are the scum who write in? Well, they're all, uh, they're all um, anonymous, but I still would love to know who they are. Would you write in that you wish that somebody died? They don't want people who who murder people in in gang-related warfare to die. They would would say that if you said they should die, after all, they're anti-capital punishment, nearly all of these people. They, They don't want people who mass murder to die. But I should die. So I'm asked a lot, does it bother me? It does bother me for my country. It doesn't bother me for me at all. I am surrounded by love. I am surrounded by wonderful people wherever I speak across this country. I just came back from another trip speaking in Florida. And vast audiences show up, and I am, I am given a tremendous amount of love. So the fact that I get hate only means that there are a lot of hate-filled people in the country. It doesn't bother me for me at all, but it does bother me that America has produced so many lowlifes. This is not a good sign that the amount of hate from the left is acceptable and people think they're good people, these haters. They all walk around thinking they're wonderful. They think that people who don't get vaccinated should not even be treated in hospitals. Now if somebody just tortured a, a young girl and raped her to death, but do they think they should be treated in a hospital if they were wounded by the police? but if somebody didn't get vaccinated, they are on a lower level in many Americans' eyes than rapists and murderers. This is sick stuff. This is really sick stuff. If you have people like that in your life, my heart goes out to you. I have no such people in my life. I have people like that in the Washington Post, (laughs) but they're not in my life. So that's the story. That, that's, that's what I have experienced in the last two weeks. This massive outpouring of mockery and hatred. It drives them crazy that I'm fine and talking to you. And that th- what I took really does work. It's not a horse dewormer, one of them. They're safe. They're wonderful. But of course, if you advocate it in the name of science, then they take you down. It's called Misinformation. So they have you going and coming, right? They mock you for what you, what you say, but they don't let you say it. <laughs> That's the story. That's what the left does. And they think they're wonderful people. And they have a lot of people fooled into thinking they're good people. Well, they're not. It's been a puzzle to me all of my life. Does leftism make human beings worse? Or do bad human beings go into leftism? I don't know the answer. It's probably, probably both are true. Probably many of you know some kids who were really good kids when they went to college. And then they turned out after four years of college to be mean-spirited, unhappy, and miserable. I'll bet nearly every one of you knows such people. So yes, it does make you less happy. These are unhappy people and the unhappy hate the, hate the happy. It's one of the rules of life. The unhappy don't like the happy. It's not true for everyone, but it is true for many. So that's what it was. What was I supposed to do for a year and a half? Hug nobody? I attended rallies to open up my my closed city of of Los Angeles, California. Was I supposed to shake nobody's hand? Hug no one who walked over to me to hug me? And that was in April of 2020, very early on in the the epidemic. What was I supposed to do? Do what a lot of people did on the left, lock themselves up and lock their children up and prevent their children from playing with other children because they are scared, witless, irrationally scared that their seven-year-old will contract COVID and drop dead? when far more kids are killed in in automobile accidents than from COVID? I feel sorry for any child of a leftist parent. I feel sorry for you. Your parents have screwed with your life. You know how much child suicide there is now, young people suicide, because of a year and a half of no intercourse with human beings? Of wearing masks for no good reason whatsoever? We are throwing children off airplanes if they're two years old and don't wear a mask and people are mocking me? They are the people who deserve mockery, the people who screw their children's lives, the teachers who have screwed all these kids' lives by not showing up and teaching class. In Sweden, they taught every class every single day of 2020 under the age of 16, without masks, I might add. And no, not one kid died in Sweden of COVID. So I don't think I'm the one who was deserving of mockery. I lived a full life. And I said this on this broadcast regularly. I am leading a full life. I am hugging people. I am shaking their hands. I announced this. This wasn't new what I said on the radio. But I got COVID, so it got attention. That's it. You who have ruined kids' lives, you're mocking me? I didn't ruin my kids' lives or my grandkids' lives. And they had COVID. They didn't even know they had COVID, my grandchildren. It was a riot. My son did not tell them because he didn't want to get them worried. But he he had them tested because everybody else in the family got COVID. So he wanted to see if the kids did. And the kids did. They didn't even know it. It was a non issue. So the mockery will continue because that's all the left has mockery. Just as they called Larry Elder, right, in the Los Angeles Times, the black face of white supremacy. That's all they know how to do is mock because they don't have science or truth on their side. We don't mock. We tell the truth, and the truth is those people ruined a lot of children's lives, not to mention their own. So if you're proud about screwing your kid's life the last year and a half, go right ahead. I pity your kid. They should have been raised in my house. Okay? Hey Dennis, my name is Zach. I'm from Los Angeles in the area here. And I'm a young entrepreneur. I have an online business and my own other business I do outside as well. And um, I also work a job Monday to Thursday and a lot of my coworkers uh, tend to like speak negatively against capitalism when they're already benefiting from it. In fact, they get promoted and whatnot. Uh, my question is, what are your thoughts on it? And um, why do you think people will be saying this when they're already benefiting from it? Great question, and very sad question. One of the reasons that uh, people like your co-workers uh, dump or crap on capitalism is that they don't care about alleviating poverty. You cannot care about lifting people from poverty and be anti-capitalist. There is no other economic system that has lifted billions of people out of poverty. The world is richer. The human race is richer, wealthier, more affluent, more healthy than any time in its history, 100% due to capitalism. That is why even communist countries allow for some capitalism, because it is the only way to lift, as in China, their people from poverty. Capitalism. All these Chinese firms whose goods you buy, which I recommend that you don't, but that's a separate issue. It's all capitalism. There's another reason that your co-workers believe negative things about capitalism, and that is that they probably went to college, and you learn to be a fool at most colleges. Foolish people are making foolish people. That is the motto of the American, and for that matter, the Western University, but especially American and Canadian universities. Fools teaching kids to be fools. These people are making money doing nothing productive, being a professor, if you will, of gender studies, making a fortune of money, relatively speaking, and they are crapping on the only thing that made it possible for them to make a living doing nothing productive, and that is, ironically, capitalism. I have contempt for people Who have contempt for capitalism. They don't care about lifting people from poverty. That's all it means. What would they like to see in its stead? Socialism? Socialism spends the money that capitalism produces. Socialism has never produced money. It spends the money that capitalism produces. No capitalism, No socialism. Even Marx said that, ironically, and he was wrong on everything. Press home to open. All right, let's try that again. Here we go. Okay. Next, Matt31, Reynoldsburg, Ohio. Mr. Prager, I want to contribute to your response in episode 209 to the soon-to-be-certified history teacher who asked if he should teach in a public school or classical private school. The public schools are unsalvageable. I'm in my ninth year as a public school teacher, and although I do recognize that God's current will for me is to till the soil currently under my feet, it is rocky, weedy, scorched soil. My opinions are unwelcome in every setting. Students of every stripe are brainwashed. Can I be the one voice of reason in their day? Yes, and I try to be. But the hope of a future for the American idea is in homeschooling families. Well, that's exactly right. I couldn't agree with you more. I've given up on our schools, that is correct. The best thing a parent could do to help their child and help this country is to homeschool their child. There are a handful of schools worthy of sending your kids to, but they're so small that the only real answer is homeschooling. And it sounds intimidating, and it is intimidating, and then once you start it, it will make a better life for you and for your children. It is really as simple as that. The schools have been taken over by many, in many cases, bad people. People who not only teach your children nothing, but teach them lies and rob their innocence. If you met a, a thousand kids in a regular, uh, from regular public schools, let's say 10-year-olds, And 1,000 10-year-olds who were homeschooled. You would know the difference in one minute. Because the 10-year-olds who were homeschooled are much more innocent. They're much less jaded. They're much happier. And even, which means nothing to the left, more respectful of adults. That they find particularly obnoxious in homeschooled kids. Sarah, 37, Placerville, California. Hey, Dennis, and furry friends. My husband and I have done a lot of reading and research in the last year and a half. We have tried to use common sense instead of relying on the mainstream media. However, trying to speak up for what we believe in has really worn on us, and we become more argumentative and prideful. How do you stay so calm, collected, and humble while still making your point? We both really admire the way you argue your points with composure yet strength. We are also avid travelers and so jealous slash impressed by all the countries you visited. We've been to 40 countries, but we're not yet 40 years old. Thank you so much for bringing reason and common sense to the masses. Well, you're doing well under 40, 40 countries, not bad. I don't remember what I was when I was in my late 30s. I am now at one hundred and thirty-one countries. That, by the way, is not easy. It's not like I'm a travel agent. <laughs> I've I have full-time work, <laughs> so it's not. It, it, it's really been a uh, a real sense of compulsion in my life because at a at a very early age I wanted to see the world. I had a very interesting dream. I don't mean a dream like at night when you're sleeping but, but a wish. I, I wanted to be able to hear the name of any place in the world and know what they were talking about. So if they said, for example, Rabat Morocco in in a, in a news broadcast, it wasn't just a name to me. I picture walking through the streets of Rabat Morocco. That, that was my dream. And It's not fully realized. There are places I haven't been, obviously, but I've been to a lot. Anyway, with regard to your first part, how do you stay calm, collected, etc.? Because I am calm and collected. (laughs) And I work on it. And uh, it doesn't help anybody if I lose my cool. By the way, there were times I get angry. I got angry now in the broadcast. The anger I have at the parents who have ruined their kids' lives for the last year and a half because they're hypochondriac fanatics who who believe CNN and who know nothing about science and who are scared to let their kids play with other kids for no good reason. I'm angry at these parents. So if calm and collected means never angry, it's not true. I do get angry. But by and large, I am calm and collected because it's a far more effective way to make your points. And I want to be effective. Mihai, 31 years old, Cluj, Romania. I spoke in Cluj, Romania three years ago to a very large audience, mostly young people. And I was very touched. I spoken in Bucharest, the capital, and in Cluj. Dear Mr. Prager, greetings from a Romanian fan. And thank you very much for the inspiring fireside chats and videos. Although not as prevalent as in the U.S., I presume, the corporate woke agenda has made its way in here, that is Romania, as well, with mandatory unconscious bias or, quote, allyship, unquote, training, being pushed to employees, or even mandatory preferred pronoun declaration. Wow. What a sick American export. Mandatory pronoun declaration. Well, and they mock us. Men give birth is not mockable. But I lived for a year and a half hugging people and not walking around scared. That's deserving of mockery and and death wishes. That's the sick world in which we live. But you're really healthy if you say men give birth. Or if you say you're non-binary, you're neither male nor female. Now, I understand somebody who who wishes to change their sexual identity. I understand that. But please, don't tell me that you're neither male nor female. You may feel you're neither male nor female, but that doesn't exist. The feeling may exist. I can't deny anybody's feeling. You may feel a whole host of things. But the reality? Is there any other creature on earth that is neither male nor female? How do you combat this in the U.S., and what do you think I could use in my country? This is how I combat it, with PragerU, with the fireside chats, with my books, with my weekly column. You should take a look at my weekly column. I I devote a lot of thought to that, and I, I put in print things that I say. Anyway, that's how you fight it. You fight it by not letting them win in the sense that they have shut you down. They they want you fired. They want you to lose your job. Do you realize do you realize the hatred of the left is so deep? They wish even that first responders lose their jobs if they don't get vaccinated, even if they have had covid and they are immune. They have natural immunity. These people are so filled with hate that they hate police They hate doctors. They hate nurses who won't get vaccinated. That's quite something. It is a world of hate. And they walk around thinking they're compassionate. Anyway, what we have to do is speak out on your your Facebook page and on your Twitter account and wherever else it matters. Speak out gently and firmly, but speak out. If everyone who was not on the left came out of the closet, we would take back Western civilization from the people who were wrecking it. But people are afraid to come out of the closet. The conservative in the United States is in the position that a gay person was 50 years ago, afraid to come out of the closet. Happily they did come out of the closet. And now it's our turn to. Forest 27. 27- Los Angeles. Hey, Dennis, you've mentioned before that you used to beat up bullies when you were in school. Oh, you know what? This... Okay, well, I'll answer it. Okay. Well, an acquaintance of mine told me that a black girl in first grade was recently bullied at school by a white student because of her race. My acquaintance holds the opinion that since it is a racial incident, the girl should be encouraged to beat up the bully so he learns a lesson. To me I think this is a clear-cut decision. I don't think violence is appropriate especially for a first grader, but I'm wondering if you have a different perspective. Thanks. I don't have a general rule on this matter. But there there there, there do exist people who who engage in such verbal evil that uh a punch might be more effective than than a a verbal response. But uh, you know, it, it, there are too many ifs or too many circumstances that would determine the answer. How old are the people? What was really said, and so on. But yes, I uh, when I when I would pick on bullies, they they were physical bullies. They they weren't just verbal bullies. If they if they hurt a weaker kid, I hurt them, and that I am for. My father was called to school a lot because I got in trouble doing that. But I always marched to my own drummer. And it was a good drummer that I was marching to. And I think it still is. Liam, 24, Thousand Oaks, California. low Dennis. Thank you for your wisdom. I cherish each one of your monologues and wish that everyone would give them a listen. I wish so, too. You want to make a trade, by the way, with people who wouldn't uh, watch me or listen to me? Say, I'll tell you what, you watch a fireside chat of Dennis for a half hour, and I'll watch three hours of what you would like me to watch. See if they make that deal. My question is about conservatism, or rather neoconservatism. You said on a recent fireside chat that the goal of conservatives is to give the government less power, and therefore less goodies, which in turn make it harder for them to win elections. However, it struck me that modern conservatives such as George Bush Jr. and others did not in fact give the government less power, but more power. With the Patriot Act, increased federal spending, No Child Left Behind Act, the global war on terrorism, etc. What say you about conservatives who claim to be conservative, but in fact seem to push for policies that increase federal power. It is hard to convince others that conservatism is good when politicians do not follow the principles we cherish after we vote them into office. Thank you, and God bless you, sir. God bless you, too. That's correct. I have never argued that uh, Republicans, and that's really who you're referring to, have acted in the interests of conservatism. The best thing that could be said about Republicans, and it is the, and it is a good thing, is that they're not Democrats. That's a big deal. The Democrats are ruining the United States of America, ruining it. Uh, just look at the millions that they are allowing to cross the border in, in the first instance in history of open borders, of a country saying anybody can come in in any numbers. I mean, the examples are... are Uh, unfortunately legion So in that sense Since I don't compare anybody to perfect. I compare them to their alternative Compared to the Democrats the Republicans have been terrific, but you're right It's very hard for Republicans to win as well if they campaign. Hey vote for me I won't give you anything for free. It's very hard to win an election Vote for me. I won't give you free tuition. I won't give you free health care. I won't give you free education. Just list whatever the free is. The left has made it very hard to win an election unless you also promise goodies. And that's a problem. Very serious problem. Good. That's it. Our next one's from Brazil. So don't forget, I really do want to answer this one. From Eduardo in Ribeirão, Ribeirão Preto. All right, everybody. <clears throat> the first part of this was really important, talking about COVID, myself, the hatred and mockery that I received across this country. And it is really important that you even watch it again and, and play it for others and have them react. These are really, really important issues. Thanks for watching. I'm Dennis Prager. I'll be with you next week. Thank you for watching this video. To keep PragerU videos free, please consider making a tax deductible donation.